0: We're doing a sequel, we're back by popular demand. Come on, everybody, strike up the band. Negative possibilities are multiplying as we speak. I'm sure I made a payment if it's about that balance check. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. She had something locked away. Something deep inside A truth that she had once known But chose to forget And she couldn't break free So I decided to search for it I went deep into the recess of her mind And found that secret Podcast! Hey! Welcome back to Where's the Damn Sequel It's part two of our Inception episode An episode (laughs) Inside an episode It's an episode inside an episode, baby Um... This is uh, Chair. Uh, <laughs> where's the damn sequel? The podcast about, the completely original podcast with all original bits Yeah. about movies that were disenfranchised, films that could have had sequels or been franchise kickstarters but just exist as standalones. Today we're talking about Christopher Nolan's Inception, probably the best movie we've ever talked about in this podcast. Uh, if you want to hear us kind of break down the plot of the first movie and talk about some theories about its meaning, you can hear part one. This episode is mostly going to be about the sequel side. Yeah. So, Inception number two. How do we feel about it? How do we feel about, about, about Inception 2 as, well, a, as an is, idea? There's plenty of room for expansion on the idea of going into someone's mind. It's such a big idea. Yeah. Um, the film establishes a series of rules yeah. that are very complicated but very well explained. Yeah. I think there are people who They're say... They're very transferable to other... People who say they don't understand Inception... Generally, have not paid attention yeah. or are stupid. I've never met an intelligent person who watched Inception without going like focused yeah. all the way through and then said they didn't understand it. It's not that fucking complicated. No. People who don't understand Inception are either watching it on their phone or they're they're just not very um, smart. Um, so yeah, they set up these rules. Um, Basically about, you know, you can get into dreams. When you get into dreams, you can do this and that. If you die, you wake if up. If you die, you wake up. dad da yeah, problem yeah. is you take out some of the tension. Because a lot of the dramatic tension in this film is that you don't... Is that you want to see what limbo looks like. Yeah. We now know what limbo is. We know how to get out of limbo. Yeah. So where's the tension? Like, what's the scary what, final act what, thing? what can go wrong? What can go wrong? Because you can't have another evil ghost ex-wife. You can't have another limbo. Okay. So there needs to be another... Dimension. Thing going wrong, and it can't just be, oh, the villain uh, steals the suitcase, and they're all trapped, because that's, that's just, that's not. there's fun. no way of getting out of that. Like, yeah. that's the that's the Avengers in-game no, version of this. Because then the action comes to outside the dream. Yeah. But that's no fun. That's no fun. That's no fun. That's no fun. Um, because you want the, the, you want the excuse to make crazy outlandish okay. dream visuals. Yeah. That's what makes Inception so special. So, I don't know, you could just... Like, and... There's you don't have to have the same structure. It doesn't have to be a heist film. Like there's no there's no stakes outside of the dream yeah. because time is also moving at like a tenth of the pace. Yes, exactly. So even if you're in the dream for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no 20... stakes outside the dream. No. So I don't think you could do another heist movie per se. You'd have to find a different genre angle to come at it from. Okay. You can't just have another we're planting an idea and we're getting out and we're gonna do it with a team. But It suits the heist. It suits the heist, but they've done mm. that now. Yeah. So if you're gonna do a sequel, you're gonna have to try something different. So like I don't know. Do, like... We've done no thought <sighs> into this. This is all organic. Yeah, well, that's the podcast. Organic. That's how this podcast works. Okay. Um. So I don't know what you could do in the world of Inception. What other genres are there? I don't know. What else was Chris Nolan done? He's done his war movie and he's done his... You could do some sort of... You could do some sort of melodrama where uh, a dying a dying person but has have a the, secret. have the dying person. You have to do it that, again. You have, yeah. have to do it again. A dying person has a secret and their subconscious has to be has well, to be about... has to be searched for a secret. However, they are so like dementia-ridden that their subconscious is an absolute what? yeah. Mess. They, they go into someone who has like so they go into someone who has like a serious like De- memory mm-hmm. you know like degenerative, degenerative brain, brain condition. Yeah, and you basically end up with like fucking crazy shit happening because they're instead of having like the stable city streets, yeah, you have just like waves and tornadoes and stuff. Yeah, And we don't want to go it's over the top. Plans. We don't want to go over the top, but you want to have like organized chaos. Mm-hmm. Which Inception does have to a certain extent. So you have your buildings collapsing and all that sort of thing again. You can go like, into the... Like, you can have supernatural creatures and stuff just because... Mm, if oh. you had to. No, I would rather not. That, maybe no, like maybe like that. wolves or something. Something that's kind of like scary well, but not something silly. I, yeah. I think the street folding over in Paris and all that stuff, yeah. that's not almost even used enough in Inception. You get yeah. more of that. More of like walking around... Like and, there's no running or, like, up buildings. Yeah, have a car chase running up buildings and stuff. Yeah. Like have like... Doctor Strange kind of does that. That's the thing. Doctor Strange used this visual idea. They did. But you they could... And, and fair play to them for doing it. Yeah. It was good. I, it's, I, I enjoyed Doctor Strange. Strange. Doctor is a good film. But you could, you could do very much... Have like a lot more action that's based around the city not being on one mm-hmm. plane. Because like in Ellen Page's dream the city is now operating on like four different... Planes. Gravitational yeah. planes, yeah. So when gravity's gone, you can go up and you can go across. And now it's very, yeah. It's hard to do that without seeming like you're just doing Doctor Strange. But the fact is, if you're like the only real use they got out of that was kind of the turning hallway fight. Yeah, that's true. But if you film the shop by Wally Fister, it's not gonna it look like Doctor Strange. Um, no. The key is just don't put Benedict Cumberbatch in the movie. Um, I think there's room there to make something cool. Yeah, um, there is like the snow level. Is snow level generic is generic. They so don't use can, the yeah. So you can put in another generic action scene to pad out the movie. Like you can put in a desert portion for twenty minutes. Yeah, I, I feel like Tenet will have a desert portion. It seems like okay. that kind of film. Yeah, because it's north northwesty and they're shooting in the Middle East. Yeah. Um. So fucking excited for Tenet. Um. <laughs> but like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Christopher Nolan would never direct Inception 2 no of course not so who 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 could direct Inception 2 oh but I don't <laughs> think anyone do. where um, are you a fucking owl um, don't let Wally Pfister direct it because when he directed Transcendence that movie sucks and that movie's very Inception-y Damn not Shyamalan M. Night Shyamalan is honestly yeah. not the worst choice I Night Shyamalan's a good filmmaker like he'd get an interesting he'd come up with something he's a good visual stylist as well I like his he? visuals yeah okay. I mean, he knows how to shoot a movie but I, he's probably not an action director it's not a ter- he's not a terrible idea yeah, just split and Glass are kind of action movies. Okay. No, Glass isn't an action movie. Glass isn't good. It's all, glass is garbage. Glass no, it's not good. an action movie. You're um, right. He hasn't mm-hmm. made any good action movies. Um, I don't know. There aren't that many good action directors. There's really only um, three action directors that I like: Chris sure. McQuarrie, Tom, or uh, Brad Bird, and and Christopher Nolan. Like, I think Brad Bird would be better than Chris McQuarrie. Macquarie is just kind of a Macquarie. Yeah, McQuarrie is a Nolan light, And Also, McQuarrie isn't particularly interested in. Time dimensions. Yeah, he's, he's, not, he's yeah. pure. He's just pure linear. He doesn't do, reality. Yeah, action, he doesn't yeah. mess with space and time. Yeah. Brad Bird does more so in um, Tomorrowland, which is yeah. a very failed sort of Inception copycat. But um, yeah, I mean, he Brad Bird wouldn't be the worst choice. I, there's there's other directors who I'd like to see given another chance to make an action movie. I think a few of the Pixar guys that haven't really given like Andrew Stanton made John Carter, not a terrible film, and I'd like to see him do something like else. Who made? Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, Doug Dude. Lyman. Yeah, Doug Lyman's a good action director. He made Jumper as well. He's done stuff with Space and yeah. Time. Yeah, Doug Lyman's a good choice. Um, there's a few of those guys. But like, well, is there anyone completely different that wouldn't focus on the action and more on the idea? I mean, Terrence Malick. Um, yeah. Or, you know, someone experimental. And David Lynch would do a great job with Inception 2. Yeah. Uh, those guys. I don't know. There's a few, like... And then you have your Kari Fukunaga, who I don't like, um, who made Maniac. And yeah, he's making yeah, Bond twenty five. Yeah, I'm I not a fan of his. I think Maniac is really boring. I think really Bond boring. is as close as we'll get. that We don't need. Yeah, I like, think that'll be interesting. Though. I think Maniac's like not good, and I think it's very Inception-y, but it's bad. And I'm interested in it why doesn't that have is. The story behind it. I, think. I just didn't care. It was too slow. It was too slow, and it, it was it poorly written. It might have been better as a TV series, or no, as a film. I think yeah. that the way they broke up the dream, the dream drug induced. Sequences into different episodes not tedious. made them tedious and repetitive and hard to figure like, okay, out. Forty minutes, yeah, in this it was, world, yeah, it was exactly. In Whereas in Inception, you know that we're going to go back and forth, and back yeah. and forth. It's hard to do that when you're making. I think 40 Maniac would have been better if they cut in between the different. Yes, worlds. it would have been, but then it would have taken like an hour to to start yeah. them all, an hour to end them all. That might have be almost been more difficult for the editors. I think Maniac might have just worked better as a two and a half hour film. Yeah, um, and I would certainly probably like it more if it was because I haven't finished Maniac. I mean, I could because get Inception it. without the whole time. Changing stuff is kind of just a bond film Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just like a really good action film with some. It's. With a sci fi element yeah, introduced. It's the editing and the yeah. layers. That like, it's a brilliantly edited film, but it's not. It's as, as an action. Like, if you take away the, the stuff about Inception that makes me feel, because it's like so about the mind and living and stuff, it's, it's not. As an action film, it's probably on a par with Mission Impossible Fallout. It's not better. If you take away. It's it, not a better but film. But if you were to take out the punchy stuff. Yeah it's still and just maybe kept like the hotel malls. yes and and took out took out the rest of it it's still a good film it's still a good film yeah Yeah. Inception kind of works on on every level that's the thing because it has like six levels and they all work combined and it's yeah it's just great so yeah um, casting if we're going to remake it let's just do the same characters it's easier Whatever you make it. I think you could interchange a few of them. You could get a new architect, no other, like... You could, but if you're... Yeah, okay, so let's 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 run them down. You can change gender, change race, whatever you want. Let's run down. Who we want to be our main Dom Cobb type. We discussed this yesterday. Yeah, and we um, didn't really come up with any. No. Now, Christian Bale kind of works. Yeah, but he's... But he's not the most exciting choice. But he's also kind of the same thing again. He's he not is like, the same thing again, yeah. He's not giving a different element. You um, make it a woman. You could make it uh, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Who's kind of the female DiCaprio. I prefer her. But DiCaprio. I much prefer her. Yeah, I like her. Uh, I think Shurai Sauron would do a great job in Inception 2. Um, if we're going to go with a woman, I think she's she's fabulous. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there's a couple of women and Widows that are pretty great in that heist environment. Viola Davis is a little kind of... She's a little... She feels like a more of a mentor figure. Yeah. She feels more like a Ken Watanabe. Um, the Ken Watanabe character in this. Uh, I would say Elizabeth Debicki, who's going to be in... In um okay. in tennis, I think Ooh. would be great as Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Arthur. Okay, she's great. She's like the second in command in Widows. She does a lot of the same kind of stuff as Arthur does in this. She is tall. She is like Joseph Gordon-Levitt doesn't do striking. a lot in this. Film. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, he's just he's just there. He's present in every scene, but his character really has no. He has no purpose. There's like a scene where he kisses Ellen Page, and you kind of can't figure out if it's. Does, does that cause he no? Yeah, he no, does it to distract, right? Yeah, but he but always does, goes like, "That was worth the try." Yeah, and does he and does, he? and does he do something at the plane at the end? Is there like a look between the two of them? No, no, there isn't. Okay, it's let's just present. Let's just assume for the sake of representation that Ellen Page's character in this is LGBT because it makes the film more interesting, and she probably is. Yeah, let's just assume that. Okay, makes the film better. Um, it's kind of just thrown Eames, in there. Eames also a gay character. Eames, sure. Eames is gay. Sure. Does, Eames doesn't do anything straight in this film? He only flirts with men. Yeah, you don't know. Oh, he does because his... remember yeah. he turns into the woman. Yeah, yeah. Eames is a gay character, so this film this film's got great like subtle representation. So I Eames, think yes, bring him back. He's great. you have to bring Eames He's back. So just bring Tom Hardy back as yeah, Eames. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe make him the main character. You could make him the main. Make character. Make him the main character, and then have Charlize Theron, Mad Max reunion. Yeah, Elizabeth Debicki as Arthur and have uh Philo Davis as Ken Watanabe I don't remember, we're snatching two people from yeah. from Widows uh, no just put, put one of my boys in there somewhere one of the trio of Daniels, Stuhlberger, or Baldwin put them put one of them in there yeah
1: there's room one for one one of them one could, of could be room.
0: Ken Watanabe. like he yeah, could put exactly. him, like, Daniels or Stuhlbarg could be yeah. Ken Watanabe. and then as as the yeah that's kind of all the characters you need really yeah um there's who's the subject I guess the subject it could be so it's going to be like what an old person with dementia yeah. So let's make it fucking Robert Redford-like. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Fucking Robert Redford in this movie. And he and when they're in Robert Redford's crazy mind, Robert Redford's, like, face is everywhere because he's, yeah. like, a narcissistic actor. And it's, like, just, they have to, like, go inside could make a giant a movie star, Robert Redford. Yeah, it could be they, a, or they a movie could make star. Him a writer who has a famous book famous that's never book finished. That's never finished and it holds, like, yeah. some Da Vinci Code shit. Uh, or it could be The Pope. <laughs> the Pope. I I don't think the it could, is it could be like interesting to say he does. That's my whole idea for my show. Um, White smoke was about all the Pope's secrets getting revealed. About it could like, be like a scientist Catholic conspiracy, but that's kind of the same thing. You know, a scientist, with a to... secret theory. Yeah, Robert Redford's played scientists in movies too. So. Could be Robert Redford again. I like it being an actor though. I like, like it being yeah. I don't know that is very interesting. Maybe but maybe the stature act- kind of low. Well, maybe an actor who had some like connection to. Kennedy or something I don't know every time I have a movie idea it always has to come back to either J.F.K. Angels and Demons or National Treasure like yeah. it always has to come back to one of those conspiracies there could be a historical elements because I'm super into that stuff yeah I trying try to find a memory I guess Inception's such an apolitical film that I feel like introducing the idea of history and politics into the second one is actually yeah. a cool idea alright All right. okay right we do the box office sure is that our discussion done I think that's our discussion done Inception just absolutely fucking rules it does um it's just the best it's just the best film ever I just I love it so much okay. I was I watched it on a plane the score and is so good having discussing it I'm more favourable towards oh, it now because you just see my enthusiasm yeah, the I score know. is just so good right Inception opening weekend. wait do you want to do it or will I do it you ask me you sure 2010 okay I'll just I give me a few give me a few give me a few you uh, sure you don't want to ask me yeah uh, do you want me to ask you I'll ask you. It's all right. Okay. okay. I think, but like, you should know it. That's, I know. That's kind of the, I know. I guess. If you want to do me, like, I'm, one I'm tamed, too late. Now. I can stop. It. No, it's too late. Now. Okay. All so, right, Inception right. cost about cost like 180 or something. opened uh, opened weekend 62 million. Okay. Not that impressive. Ended up 828 worldwide, baby. Nice. Very good. This Great. film did 64.7 percent of its gross worldwide That's because people outside America are more intelligent, and we went back to see it multiple times, whereas Americans thought it was stupid and complicated this is very good. this is true you can't argue with me on this what does it make overall in America 292 and far it made 535. that's it's usually 50 50. Like most big movies, oh would have, yeah, most big movies have a fifty-fifty split. Yeah, mm. the only films that do—it's a DiCaprio w- movie. Like. I know the only films that do much better abroad than in America are Transformers and Pirates, Godzilla, then that of, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. things yeah. where there's like a lot of things where there's like an Asian actor in the cast. Yeah. but this was pre-China. This was like before China became part of the market. Okay. so this is very much like it did amazing in Britain, France. You loved, loved it, it. Like, yeah, yeah, because it's in. Yeah. So. Opening weekend is at 62.7. It opened in first place. This was the weekend of July 16th to 18, 2010. Mm-hmm. Number two is an animated movie. Not Pixar. It's good. I like it. I, I haven't seen all the sequels. It's not Toy Story. No. It's... The first in the series. They've made, like, 4 a half, three and a half. Three and a okay. spin-off. Mm, Despicable Me. Correct. Okay. The first, it's first, the first Despicable Me is very good. Number three. Number three is... Oh, this is a good one. We're going to do this in the podcast very soon. Very soon. Okay. It, you haven't seen it, though, I don't think. Hmm. It's um, same director and lead actor as a film that we love, but it's not not as good. Um, it's Disney. It's live-action Disney. Live-action Disney. So it's it's the star and the director of two movies that we love, and they made this instead of making a third. They made this. Oh. <clears throat> Do you know who the star and the director are? No. It's. <sighs> I'm trying to think. star and director of a series that has two movies in it. They haven't made a third one. We want them to make a third one. National Treasure. Correct. Okay, it's Cage. It's Cage and Turtle Taub. And Turtle 2010. You. 2010. You have not seen this movie. Like... A cage 2010. Cage and Turtle Disney live action 2010. Oh. You know what I tell you? I don't know if you've even heard of this Yeah, film. that's what I'm thinking. But it opened third in 2010. Yeah, it opened it should third. Be, it opened third. I think I will know it. Called The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, Jay yeah. Baris I've heard show. of that. I've heard of that. Yeah, it's like National Treasure 3. Like, they made this instead. Did The Last Airbender come out this year as well? It came out this year, yeah. Yeah, because I remember going to see uh-huh. The Last Airbender. Instead and of the option was oh, right. the Sorcerer's Apprentice okay. or The Last Airbender. Right. Yeah. Number, okay. number four is the third in a series uh, based on books. Um... I would have been big into this at the time. Um, there's five of these in total. This is number four. I think this is probably the biggest hit of them all. Oh, um, fantasy! You've book. never seen this. You've never seen fantasy any book. Fantasy book. You've never seen any of these. Uh, I don't think. Well, I know the name though. Of course, I you know the name of the franchise. F- five of them. It's five of them. It's like the big fantasy franchise of 2010. Like it was like the hot, like 2010 was when this peaked. It's not Twilight. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. It's Twilight Eclipse. It's okay. Twilight okay, Eclipse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Number five, you mentioned earlier, animated. Toy Story. Correct. Happy Toy Story four day, everybody. T S Taw. T S Taw. Okay. Number six is Sandler. Not Jack and Jill. No, the year before. This one you probably you probably like this one. This is the kind of one you'd like. Sweet dreams. No, Bedtime Bet- Stories. Bet- no, it's what's not Bedtime Stories. It's not Bedtime Stories. It's after that. Um, this one is... It's, it's, not, it's not for kids, but it sort of is. It's fa- It's a family comedy. Okay. It's Very, family. okay. Very family comedy. <laughs> oh, adulthood. No, what's... No, what's... Grown Ups. Mm, yeah, correct. Grown Ups. Is <laughs> adulthood a TV show? Parenthood. Parenthood. Seven. So, okay. yeah, there's a film called Adulthood as well. Yeah, Seven you just mentioned two minutes ago. Last Airmen. Correct. Eight is... Eight's a weird one. Eight's like... Fuck. Adrian Brody... Sci fi movie. It's a remake of a Schwarzenegger film. Adrian Brody is playing the Schwarzenegger character. <laughs> it's not a Terminator. No, it's the other Schwarzenegger franchise. Uh. Alien. The other one. Alien vs. Predator. Yeah. Alien vs. Predator. No. Predator. No. Yeah, Predators. Predator. Predators. Predators. Number nine, Tom Cruise. Okay. Oh. Now you have to figure out which one. I'm not giving you any other days. Days. Correct. Yeah. Good job. That's a very Where's the Damn sequel. Yeah. The Mummy, Night and Day, and fucking Edge of Tomorrow are such, a, are such are too a great so Tom many times. My dad says that's his favorite Tom Cruise film. It's kind of good. I like. I it. I went to the some of the locations from it in Seville. Did you? Actually. Oh, very good. Number ten is a remake of an eighties movie. It oh, this was on Blackjack a few weeks ago, and they couldn't figure out what it was. They could not figure out what this one was. Okay. So it's it's a remake of an eighties film. It's got a child in it. Mm-hmm. A child bank character and an older actor. Okay. Older actor is not, like, he's he's non-white. Yeah. Kind of unusual for him to make, like, a summer blockbuster. He doesn't really do these kind of films. He does his own thing most of the time. But he's very famous. Very famous actor, but he does his own thing. It's a remake of an 80s film. Made loads of money. I never made a sequel to it. Made loads of money. It's not as not a sci-fi film, not superhero, no fantasy. It's very grounded. No action, really. Okay. It's just like It's kind of just like a, just a Kind of got action Just but a drama I guess. It's kind of like a drama A bit of action um, Sports Oh Kid and Is it Denzel Washington? No It's a kid and an old man And it's about a sport But like kind of an unusual sport It's not football or baseball like. <sighs> Okay no. Big hit Huge hit that summer What's the like, sport? Huge hit in America I can't tell you the sport It's a one play It's like a It's like a, it's like a combative sport Karate Kid, correct. Good job. With uh, Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. That's that. That's 2010. Yeah, 2010 was a weird fucking summer. Oh, uh, that feels <laughs> like it's more recent. <laughs> right. Number eleven is a is like a is like a uh, obnoxious stepson comedy with Jonah Hill and John C. Riley. I don't think you've heard of this. Babysit. No, it's called Cyrus. Cyrus. Number twelve is Mark Ruffalo, uh, Annette Bening, Julianne Moore. It's about like a lesbian couple and their kids. Or kids is in the title. Kids is in the title. Yeah, it's just like a it's like a common saying that features the word kids. Oh, kids are all right. Kids are. I've heard. Yeah, that name. Number thirteen. I wouldn't have got number it. Number thirteen is a Swedish movie, um, but it's like a it's like a Swedish blockbuster, and you've heard of like this franchise. Okay. Because there's been a few versions of this. It's like a based on a book. Swedish. Swedish. This is the third in the series. Dragon I think, Tattoo. Think one of those. Part Assist. The other one. I don't know. Don't. Played with fire. Played with fire. Number 14 is a Marvel movie. It's my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe film. I'm the only person who feels that way about it. My favorite Captain one. Captain America? No. It's my favorite MCU movie. I think it's fucking great. Written by uh, one of our favorite actors. Oh, is it The Hulk? No. No, no. no. Written, script. By one. Written by Thoreau? Yeah. Written by Thoreau. Okay. Starring Rockwell, Rourke oh Iron Man 2 yes yeah. 15 I'm gonna finish with 15 15 is a remake of a TV show from the 70s or 80s and Lee Neeson's in this and Bradley Cooper oh it's weird I haven't seen it it's weird this was a big movie <laughs> Le- Neeson and Cooper Neeson like and Cooper are like four stars, stars. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah there's four there's four stars and there are two of them it's Cooper Ooh. Neeson some black guy and Charlotte O'Copley <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think the villain in it is like, is like Guy Pierce or something. I'm not sure. Huh? It's a remake of a TV show with a very famous title. Yeah, it's one and the black, one of them, the black is character one them, is like, very iconic. The actor who played the black guy in the original show is a very famous actor. He's a very iconic. Is it one of these personality? Like, Crime, not like Y five O equivalents. Mm, sort of, maybe. A bit, more it's a bit more military. It's not cops. 18, 18, 18. 18, yeah, of course. Cool. Also in here we got Get Into the Greek, Shrek Forever After, Marmaduke, How to Train Your Dragon, Robin Hood, Prince of Persia, Date Night, Sex and City 2, Jonah Hex, um, all the girls. Weird story. I went to see Marmaduke in cinema. Fuck you. Yeah. I went to see G-Force. It's not that much better. Um, Marmaduke was bad. I'm sure it was uh, Avatar is still in there at number 54 nice fucking fair play 9 that's yeah. an 9 film it came sure. out in December and it's still out in July nice it took $15,000 this weekend <laughs> made more than Diary of Wimpy Kid that weekend what? You know? uh, what year was Wimpy Kid? Wimpy Kid was 2010 they're good Wimpy little. Kid was they're okay little. listen listen Wimpy Kid was in its was in its like 28th weekend oh and it's still there no no sorry no I'm reading this wrong Jeez. I'm <laughs> reading this I'm reading this very wrong okay Avatar was in its 31st weekend, when yeah. the kid was in its 18th. So it had been out twice as long. Yeah. It is Avatar, though. It is Avatar the, is the, the biggest film, film of all, of all time. time. Let me see. There's a film called Kisses here. Is it the Irish film Kisses? Yeah, it is. Hack, gas. Just wore this worldwide box office? No, this is America. Lance Daly's Kisses came out in America that weekend. It was a new release. It made less than Avatar. This is a film mm-hmm. set in Dublin, like. Yeah. Uh, it made less than Avatar... But it was open on two screens, <laughs> and Avatar was on four screens. And it made, and it made, uh, it made almost the same amount. It made a hundred dollars less. Fair going. Fair play to them. Fair play to them. Half as many screens. Yeah. But I mean, those those are screens of Avatar. Like right? Avatar was on at this point. Avatar was on two, sc- four, four screens, screens. And it made fifteen thousand. And it made fifteen thousand. So that's three thousand per screen. Yeah. So, so that's, that's like, like what three thousand divided by ten dollars a ticket. Three hundred. No, it was three D's so it was about twelve it was about thirteen dollars yeah, a ticket, so right? Two, so three thousand divided by fifteen dollars. <laughs> so that's about two hundred people saw it in every cinema that week. Yeah. So that's divided by seven. That's about twenty that's about thirty people a day. Yeah. We're going to see Avatar. And let's say they showed it once a day. That's like thirty people in the cinema. So Avatar sixty day. people saw it. Six kisses. months after it was coming out. In a country of three hundred billion people, 300 million people. The problem with Endgame has been the reason it can't beat Avatar is because people are just not going to see it more than twice. People went to see Avatar seven or eight times up till the summer. I don't get that. Because people wanted to live in fucking Pandora because people are sick in the head. In, uh, fucking Avengers gets very exhausting after the second viewing because Was it's really long, there's a lot of bullshit in it, and it's like a tedious fucking three-hour movie. But the whole thing with Avatar... Avengers was never gonna be it was Nothing can beat Avatar except. James you know the way Cameron you said people wanted to live in this world? Mm-hmm. Was that heavily marketed? Did people go into it with this idea? Or yeah. was this something it's an immersive 3D experience? But this wasn't developed purely from people seeing the film. No, they didn't no, it was. Go in and see this and like, were, oh my god, I have to see this again. People were like hypnotized by it. It was a combination. I think the film is quite hypnotising. Yeah. I think the film is a lot more hypnotizing than Avengers Endgame, which is just like it's a sitcom. Haha, ha. it's a sitcom. The Interesting sitcom. Game is like a tedious. It's like an episode of Friends that you watch three times. Yeah. It is not like, I want to live in the world of the Navi. That's because like, it's ugly. Yeah. The Avatar is fucking ugly too. Yeah, but it's like ugly, and it's like, ugly in a sort of. It was sort of, meant to be pretty. It's made pretty, too. Yeah. So that's the box office. Um, yeah. Thank you for tuning into our Inception episode I think I did pretty episode. well there. Yeah, was, no, you You're good, you good mm-hmm. at the box office game. Everyone's pretty good at it, except the people who are bad at it. Um, Emer Kelly's <laughs> really bad at it. Sorry, Emer. She's <laughs> genuinely useless. Like, just awful. Um, but most people don't remember film release dates as well as we sad people who don't have anything else to think about. So, especially me. Thank you for joining Inception me. Inception 2, not happening. Inception 2, probably not happening. No. Maybe there'll be a streaming show. Inception. Behind the heist. HBO. And it'll be fucking Michael B. Jordan. Because he has to be like the replacement in every great sci-fi movie. Like, he's going to be in the Matrix reboot as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I don't mind him. Oh, he's a good actor, but he's not a good... I haven't seen a lot. He's a good dramatic actor. He's not a charming blockbuster lead. I've actor. only seen him in Friday Night Lights. Okay, well, he—that's what he's good at. He's intense. He's, he's very, a charming lead in that. Is he? I find him he's very. Like, he's like him. I find him very intense. I find him hard to find charming. Okay. I like him as like the villain. I like him in Black Panther. Yeah, I don't care for him in the Creed movies. I find him hard to get invested in because he's just kind of he's he's very intense and he's mm-hmm. he kind of scares me a bit we'll wrap it up we're rambling now yeah thanks for tuning in to our two Inception episodes Shane will be back very soon to talk about more movies yeah on where's at MCQ you can follow him on Twitter and there'll be a link in his, the tweet that we put up on sequel pod to his Twitter handle follow the show on Instagram Twitter and Facebook and uh, get in touch if you have any suggestions of films you'd like us to cover or you'd like to come on the show as always thanks for tuning in goodbye Bye.